we are working uh, to position Israel to be at the forefront of the future of the biopharma industry, to be able to grow an ecosystem here in Israel, to be able to grow a whole uh, generation of growth companies in the biopharma space. Israel has not succeeded in the past in being competitive and relevant for biopharma investment at a global scale. We're not known as a hub for biopharma investment in a similar manner that Israel doesn't manufacture cars. Right, we tried and failed with the Susita, which looks like an old box <laughs> with wheels. Right, that didn't work. Welcome to Twenty Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by J Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Leomitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest Labs. Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Today, I'm joined by Maddie Gill, the Chief Executive Officer of Aon Labs, an Israel-based innovation lab using AI for drug discovery and development, a coalition between Pfizer, Amazon Web Services, AstraZeneca, Teva, Merck, and the Israel Biotech Fund. Mati has held leadership roles within the biopharma industry for over a decade, formerly serving as a senior executive at Teva Pharmaceuticals. Prior to his term in the industry, Mati was chief of staff for Israel's Minister of Public Security. Mati Gil, welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. How are you today? Great, Michael. Thank you for having me. Thank you very, very much for being here. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy. And, uh, and, I'm, and soon I'm really going to appreciate with everybody else that's listening here the amazing work that you're doing because you're uh, dedicating really your life to solving some of the most interesting challenges when it comes to health tech as an executive in Teva Pharmaceuticals on the, with, with Israel, United States Chamber of Commerce, and now with, with Aon Labs and many more uh, positions uh, in between and before. Uh, and what I'm especially curious to unfold and unpack in these 20 minutes is sort of your understanding of the health tech and big pharma sector and how strategically you're, you're thinking through partnerships and coalition-based organization to help tackle some of these most meaningful challenges with AI and pharma and big tech and, and, and health tech. So, so Mati, thank you very, very much for being here. Tell me a little bit about yourself, about your own career, and, and we'll end up in Aon Labs and spend most of our time about that. Yeah, sure. So first of all, I made a strategic decision I think about 20 years ago, when I decided to sign on and spend more time in the military as an officer, I decided my life was going to go down a path that had three pillars in it. Number one is that as much as I was born in the United States, I love the United States and love traveling the world, the center of my life and my life would be in Israel. That was mm-hmm. by choice and a choice I continue to make. Number two is that building a family uh, with my wife, Hagit, and my kids uh, ultimately would be the most important thing I'll ever do. And number three is that my work and my career will have to be in a place that has meaning and is of service and is serving a mission that I can believe in with the term in Hebrew of shlichut. And it could right. be in public service, uh, serving uh, the greater good of my people, my country, uh, but it could also be in the private sector. And that's what attracted me into healthcare after about a decade in public service. Ultimately, I moved over to healthcare because I do believe that the work we do in healthcare 
and in the pharmaceutical sector, and we've seen this over the past two years, even more more evident than elsewhere, oh, yeah. uh, can absolutely serve uh, the greater good, the greater, the health of society uh, and mankind. So that's what the transition. So obviously, very very inspiring transition and, and thought process both on the public sector with the military, not trivial for somebody who doesn't, who's not growing up in Israel to, to make that move, but then also to decide that you're gonna, going to dedicate your time also to something that is actually even perhaps with a bigger scale, with more impact. When you look at the, the health sector, do you know immediately back then that you're going to be going into health tech? No, I did not. Uh, that was uh, something that uh, came across on a journey. I spent, uh, after about a decade in public service, both between the military and as chief of staff to uh, Israeli cabinet minister, I transitioned over to uh, Teva Pharmaceutical, Israel's largest life sciences company, mm -hmm. uh, to complete my legal training. And I became, uh, relatively quickly, uh, was offered a position uh, to be in a very senior executive position as chief operations officer for a global legal group. And then heading up a global or heading up a public policy for our corporate headquarters and international markets, and ultimately for the United States. Wow! The transition into health tech happened uh, when I was asked and offered an opportunity to help lead, support, and lead uh, a process to support uh, Teva R and D reconnect with the Israeli life sciences an academic ecosystem here in Israel, uh, to be able to really boost up uh, Teva R&D in, in Israel and uh, help reconnect them with the great life sciences that has helped Teva grow in the past and will ultimately help Teva grow in the future. And that led me to really uh, understand the capabilities that exist in Israel, the challenges our industry faces, and the, the potential to harness uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and other advanced technologies and computational technologies in the biopharma space, a challenge that uh, our whole industry is facing as a biopharma industry, that many of the companies would like to learn from each other on what works and what could work and possibly work together to tackle some of those great challenges. And uh, ultimately, our industry is made up on the R&D side of scientists, and scientists are already are always uh, curious and willing to work together to Uh, to develop new products for the greater good uh, and the potential that exists in Israel to be at the forefront of the future of the pharma R&D uh, ecosystem because uh, the global pharma R&D ecosystem, Israel, we have the potential to build an ecosystem that will be competitive and relevant for the global pharma industry uh, in the R&D space that is based on computational technologies. If we're able to really tap into the existing capabilities that exist in Israel in the AI space. And that's what and led me to, to help establish Ion Labs and then to uh, thankfully right. be offered the role to lead it. And, you know, obviously we're seeing, you know, major headlines over the last few years with some incredible Israeli companies in computational biology emerging. And, uh, and I, am, I feel so privileged to be, you know, to be raised and served in the military and grow in a country that is going to be such a, a leading figure in the world health tech. Uh, I think I agree with your, with your vision and your understanding that Israel is going to be a key, key player in the, in the global sphere of health tech and pharmaceuticals, even much more soon than it was until now even. Um, yeah. But, 
you know, you held in a very interesting position within Teva when you're looking at public policy and governmental relations. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what, what that is like, you know, holding that position within, you know, a pharma company, a tech company, but then bridging the gap with regulations and public policy. So the key in public policy work in a private sector is, first of all, understanding that you're looking for a win-win in every, in every case. So you're trying to do what's good for your company and your stakeholders in the company, but also what's good for the society that you operate in and seeking the common ground and building good, trusting, long-standing relationships with your regulators and with the policymakers that, that, um, that ultimately decide the rules of the game. Um, but to do so on the basis of finding the common ground of mm-hmm. what will work well for the company to thrive in the specific society, be able to enable its proce- uh, products to be on the market, to be able to invest in R&D and manufacturing and in management in a specific country. Um, and the regulatory framework that will enable all of that, but at the same time also contribute back to society. So just to give you one example, we uh, invested a lot of work in Teva Pharmaceuticals into quantifying the impact that Teva brings to societies that we operate in, uh, how many jobs we create both directly and indirectly, uh, the contribution of Teva uh, in numerical terms and very precise numerical terms uh, to the GDP of countries that we operate in and the good that we bring to the society, both from an ESG standpoint. Wow. And we do that. And this, and is, this is before... This is before yeah. everybody's talking about ESGs and impact and and quantifying those measurements. This is before all the this big we hype that we're seeing today. So I don't know if it was necessarily before that. I don't want to take credit for that. And Teva Teva has an excellent ESG uh, group that works globally, and we we worked alongside them to really harness their capabilities and bring them in. Teva's done been at the forefront of some of uh, ESG elements uh, for for some years now. What we did is develop economic impact measurements Mm -hmm. so that we can come to policymakers and really explain to them uh, where their policies that they're setting in place could have potential positive impact on uh, on their populations and on the future of their economies and why they should invest in the biopharma sector and why they should set up regulatory frameworks that would be competitive for global pharma investments in their countries. And ultimately, mm-hmm. countries need to be very proactive about this. Now, if we take this towards Ion Labs, uh, and Ion Labs is ultimately a public-private partnership. It's a partnership of four pharmaceutical companies, including Teva, my former company, uh, but Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and Merck as well, uh, together with Amazon Web Services to harness the combination of computational capabilities and cloud-based services with pharma companies, as well as an investment uh, investment firm, a venture capital firm called Israel Biotech Fund, all sharing the same mission together with biomedics that we brought in to create a new deal flow and venture creation track, uh, all sharing the same mission of building up the future of the R&D, uh, the future of the R&D of the pharma industry here in Israel, an ecosystem that will be supportive of that, building R&D that is based on computational capabilities, AI and cap- computational capabilities. We came together, the catalyst for doing this, and you have to give them credit, is the Israeli government. <laughs> they were the first ones to come out wow. and 
understand that there is potential in Israel to build an industry uh, that will be at the forefront of the future of the pharma industry, even before Corona, the Israel Innovation Authority, together with Digital Israel, Matari Israel Digitalit, the two of them came together, put out a program, and put out a strategy that they call bioconvergence, that one of the elements is AI-driven R&D. And within that strategy, they created a tender, which is an investment vehicle, uh, to establish an innovation lab. And they hit the money on the head. They hit the nail on the head there. What they did there is identify a win-win situation where the global companies would want to invest in Israel, understanding the, the potential of AI for R&D in the biopharma space, and also understanding where Israel could actually be competitive globally, because Israel is never going to be competitive for commodity manufacturing, sure. right? We're a high-cost country in that <laughs> sense. We can be competitive in Israel in the space of R&D, but we're especially competitive in the areas of the future of the R&D of the pharma sector, where AI and machine learning and computational technologies meet biopharma R&D. And that's an area that the whole industry is headed towards and that Israel can be competitive for. And therefore, when they identified this as an opportunity, they then um, reached out to all the global players in the space. And thankfully, that was a catalyst uh, to establish interest amongst all the partners of Ion Labs to come together and establish this uh, alliance to really uh, to build up the future of the R&D sector here in Israel and a a new ecosystem for AI-based R&D and drug discovery and development. Uh, And that's what we intend to do. So as the chief executive officer of this group, you know, besides having to maintain, you know, this alliance and and figuring out the the right incentives for every group, and there's both, I guess, you know, public incentives, there's research incentives, but then there's also business incentives. What 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 is what are the most challenging aspects in your in your job right now? You're you're doing something that is very unique and very non-conventional. Yeah. Um, you know, these the, the, a lot of these companies they're developing technologies in pharma that that really is worth a lot a lot of money. And and so now all of a sudden now they're working together in a coalition. What where where are you at in the intersection of all this? Yeah. So we are the critical success factor for Ion Labs, which I lead, is three elements. Number one is choosing the right topics to invest in. So choosing the Mm -hmm. right companies and the right research-based challenges that in that process, we work with our pharma R&D partners to select the right challenges that are are unmet, that do not yet have a technological solution out there where the the understanding is that AI-based technology can drive a solution for. And... And to help develop solutions for that. So selecting the right challenges and the right topics to invest in, that's number one. Number two is reaching out and finding and identifying and attracting and selecting the right talent to work in Ion Labs. So when we select a challenge that our pharma R&Ds and our Ion Labs Investment Committee uh, selects, we then issue a global call for application. That will target cool. both Israeli scientists, Israeli scientists that are living abroad to help reverse the brain drain that unfortunately has occurred when there hasn't been a thriving uh, pharma ecosystem over the past decade or so. And 
and also to global talent, which is key for success of ecosystems to be able to attract and retain global talent, not just uh, local talent. And we issue that call for applications. And in this sense, we issued our first global call for application uh, just a few weeks ago uh, right. for de novo design of antibodies based upon artificial intelligence capabilities. And we reach out for talents that want to come and work in the best potential environment in order to develop solutions for that challenge, where they already know that there's a product market fit built in. And we issue four such challenges every year. And each challenge, Incredible. the team that wins uh, the challenge will receive funding for up to four years. And, and all the support of our partners and of the Ion Labs team to be able to successfully develop their solutions. And the third, the third such challenge to your question, in addition to selecting the right topics and selecting the, and attracting and selecting the right talent is then mentoring and helping these teams to succeed. And once they are in Ion Labs, after we establish them as a new company, we then provide them with everything they need to be able to focus on their science and technology to develop it uh, for success and for future growth. So we provide them with funding. We provide them with access to technology. They'll be in our labs, which are based in Rehovot, right across the street from the Weizmann Institute. And we enable them to then develop their technology and to grow their company where they know that if their science is successful, their business will be successful as well because they already have the potential investors and buyers uh, within our partners and beyond. Amazing. Connect this back for me, Mati, to how we started our conversation with, you know, you in, being in the military and looking to make a positive impact and going to the, to the health sector yeah. and, and with, you know, Shlichut, this idea of, you know, that you have this, this responsibility on your shoulders you know, to leverage the, the, the understandings that you have to make a positive impact. So your work now with Aon Labs, how does this connect back to the original mission of what you were doing? So first and foremost, I'm in Israel and contributing to Israel, uh, to the Israeli economy and the Israeli people and Israeli science. Second of all, my, my wife and my family are growing and I'm achieving that, that life's mission uh, every day and not losing not losing uh, sight of that for even for a second. Third, uh, to answer your question, is we are working uh, to position Israel to be at the forefront of the future of the biopharma industry, to be able to grow an ecosystem here in Israel, to be able to grow a whole uh, generation of growth companies in the biopharma space. Israel has not succeeded in the past in being competitive and relevant for biopharma investment at a global scale. We're not known as a hub for biopharma investment in a similar manner that Israel doesn't manufacture cars, right? We tried and failed with a Susita, which looks like an old box <laughs> with wheels, right? It didn't work. No. But Israel is very attractive and relevant for the automotive industry based upon AI-based technologies. And we would like to do the same in the biopharma space where we can be very relevant and competitive at a global scale in investing in AI and cloud-based technology uh, in the R&D space for pharma and growing companies. And hopefully in five to 10 years from now, you'll have a whole generation of companies, some from outside of Ion Labs, some from inside of Ion Labs, but a thriving ecosystem. And for me, I'm not a scientist. That's not my skill. That's not my background. Uh, but what 
appealed to me about the opportunity to help lead Ion Labs was to help build this industry and to help bring together a group of partners and manage this alliance to make sure that we all stay focused on this mission, even laser focused on this important mission, uh, to help make it a success and to help uh, play a small role in building up the future ecosystem here in Israel. For me, that Beautiful. has tremendous potential impact both on the Israeli economy, Israeli science, the Israeli industry, but also beyond if we're able to uh, create some uh, new technologies that can help the health of the world. I love it. And Mati, I, I really want to thank you for, for taking thank this you. time to spend with me. You're working with some of the most interesting people, uh, companies and problems in the world. And, and I can only wait to see what happens with, with Aon Labs. And, you know, I think that it's you know, really doing a, a huge service to both the innovators, the inventors, the, the investors, and, you know, at the end, you know, the citizens of the world that are going to enjoy the fruits of, of these technologies that are, that are going to be built here. So thank you very, very much for spending this time with me. Uh, if I had you, to, Michael. if you had to think of three words or two or four words that would describe Mati Gil, what, what words come to mind? So father would uh, yeah. be number one. Uh, unabashed, shameless Israeli and patriot in that sense. Tragic sports fan of Cleveland sports teams. Um, that's definitely one of them. And unabashed person that's happy to plug that if there are any scientists out there that would like to work in Ion Labs, please take a look at our website and uh, uh, apply for our challenges come to be a founder of a new company in Ion Labs and be at the forefront of technology with the best partners in the world. Beautiful. Mati, thank you. And, uh, thank you. Best of luck. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Bye -bye. you.